Welcome and thanks for joining us. My guest today is Drew Fairment. He is the chief cloud strategist with Pluralsight. Drew, good to have you with us. Oh, it's great to be here, Tom. And let's talk about, first of all, before we get into the idea of how you build skills for cloud deployments, let's talk about some of the cloud technologies that are emergent, some of the cloud strategies and steps and technical operations that need to happen for cloud. Kind of set the scene for us because we are way past the days of just moving servers into a cage somewhere. Yeah, well, uh, unfortunately, we still have people that are uh, are doing exactly that. So uh, I think that that's that some of the problem that's kind of going on right now. But uh, yeah, cloud computing has been around for a little bit, but certainly uh, taken hold in, in terms of being used for a little bit more of a strategic advantage. So not only in the private sector, but you know, obviously, uh, you know, as we move from sort of more from cloud first to cloud smart, you know, in, in the federal sector as well, you're seeing an increase in investments in, in cloud computing. So um, and, you know, and, and people, uh, when they invest in something, they certainly want to return on, on that investment, right? So uh, a lot of folks are trying to use the power of cloud computing, um, which, uh, you know, it's such a horrible term, right, Tom? It's like, you know, you think about cloud computing, it's like this, you know, fluffy sort of thing that's out there that's pretty nebulous. Um, but really, if you think about it more in terms of like the utility grid is a combination of power plants. Um, really, you know, you look at uh, the, you know, utility compute is, is a combination of data centers, right? And uh, you don't really care where that power or that compute is coming from. You just need to focus on your job to be done. And, uh, and you know, with the, the electric grid, you're, you're, you're plugging into an electric outlet, uh, you know, using that appliance that you need. And with cloud computing, you're really using what's called an API or an application programming interface to just access all of those different data centers so you can get your job to be done uh, a little bit more efficient and, and cost-effective if, if done correctly. And the terminology is even different. We've got yeah. terms like elasticity, resiliency, scalability, and there's different metrics for success too, aren't there? Yeah, very much so. And that's really where, um, you know, from an infrastructure, I mean, you have different levels of cloud computing. And I think folks, you know, tend to get uh, a lot of acronyms, you know, thrown at them as if there's not enough acronyms in the federal government, you know, these days. And, you, you know, come, along comes cloud computing with infrastructure as a service or IaaS, and then platform as a service or PaaS, and then, you know, software as a service with SaaS, right? Um, but when you look at really what, what the foundation of, the, of it all is really that infrastructure as a service. And unlike you know, purchasing um, your, your servers and putting them in a data center uh, on an as-needed basis. The, the power of cloud computing allows you to, very similar to electricity, pay as you go, right? So, um, and that's that, that, that term elasticity that, that is really such a powerful uh, uh, driving force behind cloud computing. So, you know, when I was at Capital One, for instance, right, um, maybe on a big shopping day or Black Friday, you know, you had a, you know, you, you had a bunch of people accessing our, our system. So you had to spin up a whole bunch of cloud computing services to be able to respond to that. And then when it was no longer needed, you deprecated a lot of those infrastructure services and, um, you know, you're only paying for what you use. So very, very powerful, as opposed to, you know, sort of building a church for Sunday, you know, Easter Sunday mass. Right, it's going to be pretty empty the entire year, um, you know, just on that one day. So a lot of wasted capacity. So elasticity 
is such a fundamental part of, of uh, cloud computing. So that's a, a you know important term, elasticity, resiliency, um, just like a power plant, right? If one of the power plants goes out, you generally fail over to another one. Very similar with cloud computing. If you have um, what they call availability zones uh, that goes out, you have a, a lot of built-in resiliency in, in the cloud. So yeah, those are those are some pretty critical terms to sort of start wrapping your head around in terms of the power of cloud computing. Right. And the steps then and the specific skills needed are very different. I mean, in the 90s, if a government stood up a new program or they needed to expand capacity in being able to offer some online service, you have to buy a server. And that entailed a whole lot of ensuing steps that took a lot of time. Totally different now with cloud, right? Oh, totally different. Um, I, I grew up in data centers. Uh, I love I love me some data centers. Um, they're amazing uh, uh, modern uh, you know accomplishments when you go in these data centers. The amount of water towers and and cables and you know perimeter security in terms of these data centers. Well, you know the the reality is ultimately. Um, the consumers of your services don't really care about all of those data centers, right? Um, but they create a lot of friction between, again, your job to be get done, your mission, and the ability to execute on that intent. Um, and when I, you know, grew up in these data centers, you know, when somebody needed something, a project manager would submit a work order and request something, and you go and you procure that, that server and you get it set up. Uh, you get it named and, and you know, made sure you had the right access. And, you know, there's months and months of, of delay associated with that. Um, it's a lot different these days with, with cloud computing, right? Um, a lot of that infrastructure and that operational capability really shifts into the hands and closer to that intent or the developers um, that really own trying to execute upon, you know, the, the mission of, of your organization or agency. And that allows somebody to be able to go in and they, they refer to it as infrastructure as code or IAC, infrastructure as code. So I can just request, you know, using my own, you know, fingers and type it in or click and, and, and deploy access to uh, databases, servers, storage, you know, a whole bunch of, of different services on demand and be able to codify that and create, you know, just a, a simple set of instructions that I can deploy and access those services as needed. So, uh, and then if I don't need them, I can deprecate it and uh, I'm not getting charged for it. So it, it's really a mindset shift for, for leaders to be able to understand cloud computing at the organizational level, the agency level, and then really that trickles to the individuals that it's a mindset shift. This isn't, you know, oh, I, I know how to operate in technology today, uh, you know, today, and that's gonna carry me forward tomorrow in cloud computing. You really have to kind of take a step back in order to take those 10 steps forward with cloud computing. Would you say then that skills development of your staff should be part of an agency's cloud strategy? Yeah, uh, well, um, look, th there is, a tremendous amount of money being spent these days on cloud computing, and for, and for good reason, both in the private and, and public sector, um, where we're seeing, uh, you know, worldwide, there's about $500 billion uh, being spent on, on end-user cloud computing services, um, and that's increasing about a 20% clip year over year, 
right? Um, just a tremendous amount of spend. And, and the percentage of, of IT budgets is also increasing exponentially in terms of how much cloud computing is a part of, of that spend. So it's gone from, you know, not too many years ago, about 17%, and it'll be heading up to about, you know, half or 50% of all IT budgets. And the same thing is happening, um, you know, in, in the federal government as well. So uh, a tremendous amount of spend um, going on these days with, with cloud computing. And, um, you know, unfortunately, uh, there's a lot of delays um, leveraging cloud computing, a lot of delays. I mentioned before, you know, when, when somebody invests in something, they, they want that return on an investment, right? Uh, that's just uh, being smart, uh, you know, about how you spend your money. You generally want your return, right? Um, currently, worldwide, uh, it's estimated that this year, 50% of all IT cloud migration projects are delayed up to two years simply because of the lack of skills, right? And so this, you know, it's, it's it begs the question, well, if you're going to, you know, you know where you want to go and why you want to do it in terms of destination cloud and cloud smart, right? And you're going to leverage this infrastructure uh, as a service, either from Azure or GCP or AWS to deliver on that. Hey, who's going to do the work, right? So um, there is a pretty, pretty uh, uh, big skills gap right now. In our, in our state of cloud report at Pluralsight, uh, we, we went out and, and you know, did, a, did our, our annual survey of leaders out there. 75% of leaders are going into the cloud by cloud first, everything they wanna do in terms of, you know, they wanna use the cloud, uh, the cloud to drive uh, value. Um, you know, the, the reality is we also found out that only 8% of the, the workforce has the, the, the skills required to deliver on that, right? So uh, yeah, there's a gap there somewhere uh, that we, we need to figure out if we wanna go ahead and really harness the power of cloud computing to be able to drive the mission of these agencies and organizations, that's for sure. And what are some of the specific skills that are needed? And then how do you go about getting them, obtaining them and getting your staff up on them? Yeah, so um, look, there, there is, uh, there's a lot to digest with cloud computing, right? I'll, get, I'll give you that. And sometimes it, it seemed very overwhelming uh, in terms of where, where do I start? Um, you know, because there, there are a lot of acronyms out there, but, uh, but there is a way through, right? I mean, you know, our, our goal at Pluralsight, uh, we acquired a cloud guru recently, um, is to democratize, uh, that, that cloud education, right? Um, really our, our mission is to teach the world to cloud, right? So there is a way we've done it with millions and millions of folks. So I will say there's a couple of things, uh, to, to keep in mind. Um, the very first thing is, Think about cloud as a culture, okay? There's a mindset shift we talked about in terms of elasticity, scalability, resiliency, all of those different terms associated with cloud computing, right? It, there's a culture associated with that. There's a bunch of different ways of thinking about things like ephemeral workloads and all, all sorts of good stuff, infrastructure as code. As with any culture, the very first thing is you have to understand the language. Right, cloud is a culture and there's a language. So I generally recommend starting off with what I would call cloud literacy. Like just literacy, what like learn the alphabet and learn some of the keywords. And a really, really great way to get cloud literate is using one of the introductory um, cloud certifications offered by, you know, pick a cloud provider of your choice, right? AWS, for instance, has um, the uh, cloud practitioner. 
uh, right, certification. Uh, Azure has the um, uh, cloud fundamentals uh, certification, right? And those certifications, um, you could probably get through, I would say like the, the GED of cloud computing, right? a really, really great place to start, especially if you're a leader. If you're a leader in one of these agencies or organizations, being able to really comprehend that basic language and some of these basic concepts and get that, you know, that tattoo of the new tribe that's forming in terms of this cloud culture, right? It's a really, really great way to democratize uh, that, that cloud literacy. So that's the very first thing. Um, and just to kind of put a fine point on it, Tom. Uh, so if I walked into a room and I said, um, hey, we want to spin up a, uh, a VPC with an IGW and we'll uh, maybe use ELB for, uh, you know, in front of some EC2 with EBS and RDS. Yeah, it's acronym soup, right? But, but you know, if you didn't understand what I said, you know, we don't want translators. We want people that understand the language. And all I asked for was a private data center, right, with uh, some, a server, a storage, and a database. So, that understanding and, and being able to uh, get that decoder ring is, is fundamentally uh, where individuals and organizations should, should start. So then once you get literate, we, we could talk about next steps, but I would say do not pass go and collect $200 without getting some, some sense of literacy in, in terms of cloud and the certifications are a great way to do that. So it really has to be information or knowledge that's fairly diffuse throughout your organization and then you'll have real maybe specialists or ninjas that get down to the nitty gritty brass tacks of individual deployments. Yeah, I really love the way you said that. Yeah, in terms of really democratizing or diffuse it within, within your organization, I do think that you have to have this foundation of this infantry that understands it's gone through that basic boot camp, and then you know, similar to hey, if we want to have you know. Uh, go, you know, plant our flag and, 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 and you know, uh, uh, on, on the cloud and declare victory, you know, you're, you're going to need the infantry to be able to fortify your defenses and be able to do that heavy lifting, right? You're always going to have those special forces out there to be able to specialize in terms of, uh, you know, database or security and, you know, even, you know, the, the SEAL Team 6 that might be looking at AI and, and machine learning and advanced services like that, right? Those are great things to be, you know, going after. But, um, you know, you, it's all based upon your infantry and, and being able to democratize the, those skills and that language. Uh, that, that's fundamental to, to achieving, uh, you know, the success of any organization. And I imagine getting your own people up to speed on cloud and the specific cloud services of your providers is probably a more efficient and shorter time, both time and money, than it is to just to hire everyone new. Well, yeah, two things with that. So I will say, um, look, when you get, you go after you get a certification, right? I always say that um, you're an expert when you get your certification on cloud computing, right? And now everybody's going to be all cynical when they hear me say that, but, but let me finish here. You're an expert because now you know how much you don't know, right? That's the goal of the certification. The issue right now is you have a lot of hazards out there. There are people that think they know more than they know about cloud. And they're creating the security risk or, or other risk for yourself and your customers or consumers of your services. So, you know, becoming an expert is now knowing, you know, how much, you know, I don't know, right? So fundamentally, I think that that's kind of why so many uh, organizations are just going too far and too fast without taking that, that step back 
to be able to democratize it and everybody sort of get on get on the same page. Interesting. Yeah, sure. And you mentioned, too, the certification programs that are offered by the various cloud providers. And most people, most federal agencies will say they've got a multi-cloud hybrid environment. And that's a lot of places to go to get certification. Are there centralized educational resources that might be vendor agnostic to? Yeah, to so that's you know that's that's uh, exactly what Plural Site uh, does with a Cloud Guru, and we're a one-stop shop across all the different cloud providers and um, you know cloud-adjacent technologies, right? So things like you know Kubernetes and programming languages that are like the the bread and butter of cloud computing, like Python. So all of those are, are ready, readily available through through Plural Site. Um, you know the 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 thing that I get excited about in terms of, you know, I talked a little bit about certifications as a starting point, but, um, you know, just like a language, if you learn a language, well, that's one thing, but you want to go out and apply that language. You want to be able to operate in that language. And that's really what the next step is that's key. And that's really, you know, Pluralsight and, and A-Cloud Guru, what we bring to the table is that hands-on experiential learning. Right. You want people to break through the glass of, of you know, the, the cloud providers and, and be able to start getting their hands on the keyboard, get dirty. Right. So we have these sandbox environments or playground environments where you can go in and I might have learned something like, oh, uh, I, here's an S3 bucket, you know, from AWS. Let me explore that. Oh, well, I can go build a, a website on, on something like that. OK, well, how does that work? Well, you know, you can now do it in the safe environment where, you know, you can go and provision it and we launch it for you and you can experiment and then we'll deprecate it for you without having to, you know, uh, create an account on these different cloud providers and, and have any, you know, security risk or things like that. So again, you know, you really want to move from literacy to fluency and fluency is really that next step about that hands-on experiential learning, like go build a little website in, in a lab environment and be able to provision something in minutes that maybe not too long ago took months and months and months of ordering servers and data centers, right? And that's really where, you know, you mentioned earlier about, uh, you know, hiring folks, uh, you know, to, to come in and to, to your organization. Well, look, I, you, you have the people you need to succeed, right? You just have to unleash their greatness and connect the dots. So, you know, by, you know, they might understand a little bit of this legacy technology while providing them access to things like a certification and then a hands-on experiential learning. That's going to help bring them forward to say, all right, now I know the language. Now let me go ahead and start using that language. Oh, well, the next step is I can start to uh, apply and connect the dots between what I'm learning and the mission of my agency or my organization, right? that I can start using this to start making a difference. Uh, and that's really where you get that flywheel of innovation going, right? And you start sure. hitting that inflection point to, and, and, and that's where leaders are emerging right now in the industry. And they're becoming a big you know, separation between those leaders that are investing in their workforce versus the laggards that are, you know, still don't have a real strategic plan for how they're gonna uh, approach uh, the workforce development. All right. Yes. And so, as you mentioned earlier, maybe some of those delays in getting projects going, some of that proficiency will start to build. You know, in the world of cybersecurity, they have the notion of of maturity, of of uh, of your cyber chops. In the world of software development, there are 
software development maturity models. You've had some experience on cloud maturity models and development, and that sounds like something that agencies should also be striving for in their IT staff. Yeah, um, so I actually earned a patent for measuring cloud maturity uh, while I was uh, working in technology. Um, and I was really looking at three key things. And to be honest with you, I just got tired of a bunch of consultants coming in with uh, PowerPoints that said, you know, we're yellow, trending green, and I'm cautiously optimistic, right? So, um, so what I went with the power of cloud is the data is available through, you know, the APIs, be able to gather that data and be able to uh, really put your stethoscope directly to the progress of, of how you and your organization are doing. So we gathered a bunch of that data and modeled it and really looked at, you know, for us, it was really three things um, to get that flywheel of innovation going, right? It was like, how much are we, we migrating from on-prem into the cloud? So what's our, what's our sense of gravity in terms of cloud computing? Uh, two, with what we migrated to the cloud, how well do we migrate it in terms of, you know, to our conversation earlier, elasticity and resiliency and security. Do we do all the things that we should be doing in terms of well-architected framework of, of cloud, okay? So you don't wanna just take crap that you had in a data center and put crap in the cloud, right? Uh, that's probably not a technical term, but with, you know, but you get the gist there, right? You wanna make sure that you're moving things to the cloud in a well-architected manner. So that was the second thing. Then the third thing was, you know, the cost efficiency of what you moved over. Are you turning off the light switches when you're done using it, right? Um, and, and that comes with, uh, you know, a couple of things, how you architect it and then how people are consuming those services. So I was able to measure that and show the maturation over time uh, from small bubbles in the bottom left to bigger bubbles in the top right. The reality was that we spent a lot of time in the bottom left until we really invested in the talent transformation. Um, once we got infantry, our critical mass of folks that spoke cloud and had the time to be able to work from literacy to fluency to applicability, well, you know, shocker, right? Uh, we started hitting inflection points in terms of our ability to accelerate our migrations and get out of that trough of despair, you know, where you have more attrition than attraction, right? Where you have more risk, uh, you know, in, in terms of your exposure. So once you have that infantry, you're able to really march forward collectively and start delivering some results. So yeah, and that's, you know, overall, I think that there's, you can still be using a little bit of that red, yellow, green in, in terms of, you know, how are you doing from a cloud maturity? And there's some pretty basic questions you could be asking yourself. Uh, fundamentally, though, I think you just have to make sure that you are assessing your, your maturation also in terms of organizational skills and how well you've democratized that. Because in my experience, the two are uh, very tightly integrated and you can't have one sure. without the other. So in summary, you can build that skill, build that resiliency, build that knowledge into your own workforce. And that's the best way to get to cloud success. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think we've, we, we've seen it previously. Uh, certainly in the federal government, you know, when, when you want to go ahead and, and, and um, you know, get something done, you have focused attention. I mean, you know, you need to rally the troops. Well, I mean, that's what we're good at, right? You got to rally the troops, but it has to have a plan. You just don't go onto a battlefield 
and you know just say you know shoot right like what's the plan right have you communicated that plan do you have measurable goals do you have measurable outcomes you know are you preparing people uh, and are you doing it in a boot camp oriented way where you're creating uh, these cohorts and you're creating these infantry and you're creating that culture right those are the that's the same mindset that we need to be taking in terms of winning with cloud computing and it's certainly doable it just it's not a technology problem right it's it's about people and when you start investing in your people and you do it in a strategic and well thought out way well then you'll be able to start to, you know achieving the desired results and, and getting that return on your investment all right. Fair enough. I want to thank today's guest. Drew Fearment is the cloud chief strategist with Pluralsight. Thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Tom. Appreciate it. And I'm Tom Temin. You're listening to Federal News Network. Let's go back to the studio now for more on industry exchange cloud.